Welcome to the Durham Original Music and Alumni Podcast, a show which takes you around the most exciting original music of any kind on or around the peninsula. My name is George Bone, Alumni Relations Officer. I'm Taylor Morris, Doman President. I'm James, the Vice President and the Head of Showcase. I'm Lizzie, the Secretary. I'm Ishan, the Treasurer. And this is not a regular uh, episode of the pod that we're doing today. Today is a specific Christmas episode of the pod. That's why um, five of the exec members are here today. And the sort of theme of this episode is going to be musical unpopular opinions that we're going to sort of debate amongst each other. We've all got some sort of sort of drink in our hand, whether alcoholic or non-alcoholic. So as you're introducing your topic, I'll ask you to introduce your your drink as well so that people know what is fueling your rambles. Um, so So here's how we're going to work. Each exec member has provided me with an unpopular opinion about music generally or Christmas music more specifically. After randomly being selected to argue their point, the exec member will have a minute to present their argument. The panel will then have five minutes to argue and talk around the point. And after those five minutes, each exec member will give that opinion a marking out of five. Five being I agree with this wholeheartedly and one being I wish this nonsense never entered my eardrums. So without further ado... What is a random number between one and five? The the answer is four. So Ishan, you go first. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, 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 the sound of clear preparedness there. <laughs> yeah, I'll start with okay, I guess I've got two controversial things then. First controversial thing is I'm drinking water today. That's fair. We're in, we're an inclusive society. And then second <laughs> controversial opinion, musically related, is uh, that ambient music is not well cannot be considered as background music all the time. So ambient music cannot be considered uh, necessarily background music. You have one minute starting from now. Okay. Uh, all right. Hear me out. Basically. <laughs> I've been doing I was been doing this lab report like the past three days or something and I kind of wanted stuff to listen to. And so obviously, okay, I okay, I chose ambient music. I just searched up like top fifty ambient albums and just like chomped through like as many as I could. And then as I was listening to it, I was thinking, wait, okay, this is actually really interesting, like musically interesting. And I kind of got distracted in my lab report and was more concentrating on the music rather than the lab report. <laughs> uh, I think that's, that's pretty much it. That's my, uh, my recent development when it comes to yeah, ambient yeah. music. I mean, you've still got, you've still got 15 seconds left. So oh, cool. use those um, <laughs> Yeah, also... Uh, um, five, mold, four, Moldy smoothie three, next to me. I should probably like, wash that up. <laughs> well i think it's a solid five for me george <laughs> so so we've got so, five, we, so, we, so we've got five minutes now to talk about what the fuck just came out of that minute monologue <laughs> so like so like obviously the argument is there that sort of like like ambient music like is can clearly be used in sort of like a non-ambient scenario. Like, let's say, for example, like you're having a scene set in space or something like that. And where, let's say, like your ambient your ambient music is literally the music which sort of like contextualizes the environment that you're in. That is then the main music and also the supporting music because space is a vacuum. So like that music has two functions. So I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, 
right, are right. we in space in this? No, 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 no. Like, I'm just talking about an example of where ambient music can be used as like, like secondary music, like as in sort of like background music, but also primary music. Like, because there's no sound in space, can we establish this as an ensemble? <laughs> My question is, right, where's the line between ambient music and regular music? Is it just yeah. music without lyrics? Uh, I think by the original definition from what I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was like Brian Eno who might have coined the term ambient, meaning kind of as a kind of uh, almost like a piece of furniture in the room. So I guess in his original definition, it may be considered as a kind of not background, but rather like a, a piece of piece, a thing that you observe and you probably you look, at your, look at your sofa or something and think like, that's a really good sofa. It's um, really funny, we're having a, a moment now of like ambient TV. So people have been calling Emily in Paris this new thing of like having just TV on in on the background which you actually don't watch and you don't really care about, but it's ambient and it kind of well, then, have it, come, to have it there while they do other things. <laughs> well, I think my problem is my problem is that lots of people use the term ambient in music to describe almost music that is like background music. So by definition, that. it sounds like it is, no? Yeah. Yeah, I know, by definition, uh, I would say it no, sounds I like... I agree with this. I, I, feel, I feel like the definition is stacked up against it, so it kind of yeah. makes it hard to... Yeah, I think we've all got this, like, association it. of yeah, ambient exactly. music being, like, actually, soft pads. It's like... really interesting to listen to. Like, exactly. Mm. Well, I'm going to actually share something in the chat right now that might... It's, like, an infographic that I found a long time ago, but it's really interesting because it actually, like kind of breaks down a bunch of different like I don't know if you've heard of like math rock post metal mm -hmm. black age. yeah thank you James <laughs> <laughs> um but it's basically like it's essentially just a, a, a sort of a cool like flow chart of like I want something pretty and accessible it's ambient and then it's like what if it had more guitars what if it had more this? Uh, yeah, yeah. so I don't know if you've heard of the band Ashan explosions in the sky I haven't actually but I'll give it a listen so it's completely instrumental it's completely deeming the term ambient but it's something that I think anyone I've like I've played it for everyone people from like the weirdest like point standpoint and like music interests to the like most basic or popular and they're all like wow this is really nice and very like oh I could like study to this and it's like okay but what if you just like didn't what if you just literally listen to it for the sake of listening to well it? well there there is the argument and depending sort of like when you when you associate this like ambient music as well as where because um like it, especially like in the time of Handel and Mozart, where nowadays in contemporary audiences, we would listen to it as if like it was gospel, like no interruptions at all. Whereas in the like early to late 17th century, people would be up in arms, like having conversations with each other, like throwing stuff onto the um, throwing stuff onto the onto the actual stage itself. Like it would basically like like the theater would be like a bar. And so then that music, which we listen to like as a main source of entertainment now becomes the background noise would we then associate like the works of Handel and Mozart as like beginning ambient music then <laughs> I guess it just George it just shows that what, what music is considered ambient is just dependent on context and there's not yeah. really music that's actually innately ambient it's just dependent on on what kind of context you listen to it you know it you sold me I'm yours. <laughs> well, we've we've got 15 seconds worth of conversation about. 
I don't transmit via words. I transmit via brainwaves. I, I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I was only I was only targeting Lizzie. And <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Right. I mean, there we go. We've got to end that there. Five five minutes is up. So I'll go down the uh, the Zoom line and ask for your number out of five and what you think of it. So first on the list is Lizzie. What would you give it out of five? Um, five. Yeah. Five. You are completely bewitched by this opinion. That it's, yeah, because the opinion, the opinion is just that it's good, isn't it? That it's, you know, not background music. Yeah. I'm sold. Definitely right. sold. James, what would you give it? I'll give it a two, just because I'm not convinced that ambient music is, is actually as rigid a definition as it seems. Taylor, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a four. And my quick, my quick reasoning, my short story reasoning, instead of the long story reasoning, would be because I think that I, I am, as a person who listens to ambient music, I can't disagree really, but I'm not going to wholeheartedly agree because I like to reserve my fives for the special people. Actually, can I change, can I change oh, the thing enough. before? Because I do agree that the definition lends itself to being back for music, even if people can enjoy it. Well, well, do I get, yeah. I'll just actually search out what the definition is. <laughs> so um, I, would, I would sort of go along the same line as James and I would give it a two. So we've got four, two, four, two locked in. That gives Ishan, you've got a total of 12 out of 20. <laughs> On, honestly, over 50%. That's a solid score. That's a solid score. Right. So, Lizzie, could you tell us what drink you're, um, you're consuming tonight and uh, what your unpopular opinion is? So, I am still on water, like Sean, because, you know, got to do it every so, yeah. you know, my stuff is happening. <laughs> I love how you have to, like, you know, say, as I, I, I'm drinking water because of these reasons, I swear, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm, I'm an alcoholic <laughs> like all you guys. <laughs> I swear I'm cool, probably. <laughs> right, and your unpopular opinion? My unpopular opinion is that Grimes is actually great. She's just got a terrible name for her child. <laughs> what a specific, what a specific Grimes. I knew I was holding out my five for a good reason because I. Oh yeah. Right. Five. So right. non-interrupted. Grimes is actually sick despite her child's name. Lizzie, you have one minute starting from now. So I first encountered Grimes when I was about thirteen, and. I was sitting in the kind of school study room and everyone would be like listening to whatever music they wanted. And I had um, Genesis and Oblivion. And we were watching, me and my friends were watching these music videos and they are whack. They are so mental. She's got, you know, she's wearing kind of metal armor, but then she's wielding swords and she's in the desert. And her music, it's just really ethereal as she kind of has this angelic voice but then it's also all synthesized and it's just it's basically really beautiful and she kind of she's created a persona for herself where people either react well to it and are really intrigued or they're immediately put off and a lot of my friends be like what the fuck am I watching like who is this weird space alien but actually she kind of she's like marmite and then once you start listening to her music and you get past the persona and time <laughs> well right <laughs> sorry to cut you off but we have a minute each so um does anyone have any comments on uh music videos are good and uh tailoring is pretty whack <laughs> i can't lie i know nothing about grimes so wow <laughs> 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 
right for for those of the for, for if hopefully hopefully it comes up on the on the stream for those of you who didn't see taylor just cracked her fingers like a right let's get it that's ready to go sort of mood <laughs> no well i think i think everything you said is right like she the the, the persona and the image she's giving off as someone who i guess has definitely cornered a weird niche is beautiful i mean i think i mean just going on her instagram page is like an experience but i think the thing that i like most about her yeah the thing i think i like most about her is that she has been criticized for literally everything she's ever done and she's like and do i care i mean all of her songs i just really rate like early stuff specifically yeah no, my first my first grime songs was Go with Blood Diamond like featuring Blood Diamonds and it is so beautiful and her voice is so beautiful. And I just think like, yeah, okay, you can reduce her to someone who's trying to be edgy and like, you know, different, but I mean, maybe she is just that way. I mean, this is the thing about like edginess today, especially is like, are you really edgy or are you fake? Well, I, I think that's makes you kind of preempted that yeah. like attempt to try and brand no yourself to really outside the box <laughs> yeah. and now maybe if you do look back on like her early albums you think oh well of course like that's so normal for artists to go to these crazy places but at the time it's just like no one was doing that and also no one was doing like her crazy high angelic soprano voice and then putting right. mad synthesizers on it like no one was doing that she's so cool she's so cool and despite whatever and like the other thing is that everyone thinks she's like not pretty and stuff because of like because she tries to like augment her face and whatever, but excuse me, that's just Botox with less steps. Like people all across <laughs> Botoxing the hell out of themselves. And it's like, oh, well she's, you know, she's facetuned herself to make it look like an alien or whatever. And it's like, but in real life, she's embraced her natural features and you want to, you know, shit on her for that? Like what's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> See, I, I don't necessarily know her as an artist, but from just the way you've described it, she sounds, she sounds very similar to someone like, like Pink or someone like that. Someone who seems sort of like outrageous and someone who seems sort of like a bit too over the top. But like when you sort of like delve into sort of like the messages that she's getting A behind her song and B sort of like the morals behind she, the way that she's doing it, she's just sort of like someone who's sort of setting trends rather than, like necessarily sort of going against them or sort of grinding against them quite different musically but in terms of what they yeah how they affect culture there could be similarities okay, but what about the argument of like um setting trends for the sake of setting trends just like yeah. doing something so whack that because it just for the sake of doing like being that person <laughs> being outrageous just for the sake of being outrageous yeah i don't know i don't think she would there's definitely an argument of people doing that now in a kind of there was a there was a moment where everyone was kind of naming their sexuality, perhaps just for the point of saying what you know. There was a, there was a definite cultural moment where that was the case, but I do feel like Grimes mm. just either ahead of that or was never really into. She transcends it. Yeah, transcends man. Don't don't shift on Grimes. She's cool. <laughs> the only thing I say is that her son's name is. Do, does anyone actually know how to pronounce it? Because I've heard Kyle on Reddit, but I think that's just the Elon Musk fan voice. Uh, no, I mean, like, if I ever meet him, or is it him or her? It's a him, right? Yeah, then I guess I'll tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Presumptuous that you'll be the first one meeting him out of our five, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, meeting, I'm actually meeting him tomorrow. Um, I'm going to Zoom call with him tomorrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> conference. You and Brian Eno and Grimes' son. Yeah, exactly, yeah. If if we're thinking, even even odds, it's a 20% chance. Those odds are quite high, to be fair. He's got a 20% chance of meeting Grimes' son. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, 20, we've all got a 20% chance. Yeah. In, in, in tier three locations, we have all a 20% chance of meeting Grimes's. What, wait, what is the son's name again? Was it? How do you pronounce it? How's it spelled? It's meant to be Kyle. Someone legitimately said we think it's Kyle because they broke down every single symbol and they all have the phonetic sounds of K, uh, Okay, right. I'm, I'm. Like mispronounce his son's name. Right, um, we've our five minutes are up, um, and so James, what is your rating on the opinion of uh, of Grimes is actually sick despite her child's name out of five? No idea who who Grimes is, so I'm gonna have to give her a three and be neutral just because I can't form an opinion. Grimes, no. <laughs> Sorry, I've got no idea. So mean. Isham, what do you think? I'm gonna say three as well because I've listened to one of the songs and I do like it, but then I've listen to another one of I listen to two songs and one I've liked one I've not liked as much and that's my only guess Taylor what are your thoughts I'm gonna say four <laughs> but hold okay. on but before <laughs> 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 the, reason out to you. <laughs> the reason being is because I like this argument and I think it's I think it's got undertones of feminism and good good things but I think that if I give away my five again then I will regret it so very fair. It's just aren't worth it. Like. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is how Lizzie really feels. <laughs> so I'm going to go for a three as well, uh, just due to the fact that while, like, I don't know, like, I, right, I would have gone for a two, so be grateful. Um, like, while, while, I, while I don't know Grimes as an artist, I do respect the argument that sort of, like, like, trends need to be made regardless of whether they're different or not, so I'm giving it a three, which boosts you to a very healthy 13. Okay. Ish, Ishan, you've been you've been put out by one mark. Right. So uh, I've done another random generator, and it is one, and that is my opinion. So from the looks of it, I am. Out of context, um, that's so funny. It's one, and it's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting all month. <laughs> it's 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 the Veruca Salt approach. It's like it's one, and it's mine. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel right. Like George is really prepared his opinion as well. So I'm a bit. Yeah. Nervous. Right. I mean, like, it can still be shit. Like, just how, however much I prepared it, it can still be shit. So, uh, currently, I'm drinking a gin and tonic because it's what I got out of my Asda gin advent calendar. <laughs> so it was the closest drink to me. And um, my unpopular opinion is no more iconic Christmas songs will ever be made again. That is my uh, uncommon popular opinion, and I start now. So... The elements that have made Christmas songs have already been standardised as it is through radio, through TV shows. It's, it's basically snow, bells, reindeer, Mariah Carey. Like, like the, you've got the basic building blocks of any Christmas songs. And the problem is, like, with the video game industry, TV industry, music industry, if something works, like, they want something that will make money rather than being outrageous. So they will go for the safe bet. They will make something exclusively with... with like, like with bells in it, with with reindeer mentioned in it, with snow in it, with happy Christmas mentioned in it somewhere or another. Um, 
so like and through sort of mediums of sort of analysis of like contemporary musicology like starting in like the early like 2000s we already know everything that needs to be known about christmas songs so when any christmas period comes around we know what we're looking for and we can all realize that they're either one all covers or two bullshit and that rounds my minute <laughs> that was definitely rehearsed yeah. oh, you did right. that in the mirror right. right so we've got five minutes to talk about that opinion <laughs> who wants to start um okay i i agree that the kind of like standard elements to a Christmas song have already been put in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like Ariana Grande's got some bangers hidden away in a few Christmas albums. I don't know. I'm not convinced. The, the the fact that there has to be a few Christmas albums, multiple than few, to get at least one good Christmas song out there is a very bad ratio for Grande. <laughs> yeah, it was was it the song um I Love Sausage Rolls? which was a cover of I Love Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. What about that... those kind of songs where people just take the piss out of old songs and then really push them to get them on the yeah. charts on Christmas? Like, there is the argument that sort of, like, something that makes a good Christmas song doesn't necessarily need to have sort of Christmas themes behind it. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, the generic sort of... Christmas movie. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Fight me. Right, right. Let, let's put it this... Let's... Let's let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Marley and Me is also set at Christmas time. Marley and Me is not a Christmas movie. It is a depressing movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> Which is why is everyone so afraid to address the elephant, the eight hundred pound elephant in the room? Which is Christmas is not a fun, happy time most of the time. <laughs> I find most of the time I'm not happy to have this year come around. I'm more excited for Halloween than Christmas. That's sad. American thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah for christmas in england i found that a lot of people are like we're gonna go bury hatchets with our family members and in america they're like we're gonna go to christmas and use our hatchets to kill our family members mm-hmm. which is <laughs> its own problem but you know guns don't kill people yes they do yes they do do not edit that out they definitely do but my point is people in america don't think that but, you, you know uh, we'll we'll have that quote as like the end card thing that ends the episode so like <laughs> so like after the end card and like the the playlist link and the subscribe button is just gonna be you going guns don't kill people end of episode <laughs> we, we haven't heard playlist um, yeah to fund our freaking societies <laughs> Lizzie, what would you what would you give it out of five? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, okay. Like, <laughs> so so you're not even commenting. It's just no, right? Uh, James next. Okay, one. Right, that's a point gained. That's four points lost, but it's a point gained. <laughs> James, what do you think? Surprisingly convinced, because whilst you've given examples of songs that I've done well at Christmas, I don't think they count as Christmas songs. Um, so I think I'll give you a, a, a four. A four? Very high. Right, Ishan, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to have to say two, only because, the yes, there are, you know, Christmas songs that everyone listens to because they were made it in a certain, t- certain time. 
but I still think there are certain, there's still scope for the future and um, I'm hopeful. <laughs> right, Taylor, what do you think? Oh, inspiration. <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 gonna give you a three because I think that you know there is an element there's a lot of merit in your argument which is yeah like I'm I'm trying to think of like songs that I really like at Christmas and I can't really imagine how they can top that but I think there is a niche market which can be tapped especially in the U.S. of A. which is America <laughs> like well no sorry which is America what <laughs> which is like. Christmas is a great time of year, but like, mm. yeah. So I come out with that with a pitiful ten. I'm currently in last oh. at the moment. <laughs> you don't deserve that score, but it's your fault. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it is my fault. Yeah, it's 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 ironic that the music graduate who had the most time to think about this opinion got the lowest score. <laughs> right. right. So, it just shows that we're an educated George. It says nothing about you. Fair. Uh, so we've got we've got three next. James, that's you next. All right. Um, I'm currently right. drinking dark fruits because I stole it off my housemate. Legit. Brilliant. And my controversial musical opinion is that grunge will never die. Brilliant. So grunge will never die. You have a minute starting from now. The basic like argument that underpins what I'm going to say is that a lot of the trends that we see today in our music actually started by the grunge movement um so the main trend is the rejection of like the mainstream music industry so you see all these like hip-hop um artists and all these contemporary artists rejecting record labels and rejecting established like musical institutions and i think a lot of that comes from the grime the grime era no the grunge era not the crime era so um Weird. like when kurt cobain like turned up to MTV and was just taking the piss and not actually rehearsing. And he just didn't care about the reputation that he had in the music industry. Um, also, um, people like um, Post Malone and all these contemporary artists like Death Grips who, who sort of pride their music on being out there and dissident and like slightly off the norm. I think a lot of that started in like the sort of the late punk era and the start of the, gr the grunge era. Um, I think whilst grunge as a, as a music genre, and time. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that, James. Yep. So, so you've we've got five minutes to debate what to debate whether it was grime or grunge. <laughs> I think grunge. I kept saying grime, and it's kind of embarrassing. Sounds. I like it, but then also, I think that's a very you're taking this subgenre and then saying that it applies to everything, which I don't agree with. Uh, I do. I do like the fact that you said rejection of. Um, like the music industry uh, norms and everything like that, but then obviously it's, it's like there are loads of there's loads of different types of music, and there are some types of music where some people take it really seriously, and obviously there's the other spectrum. I say in this in the particular uh, like zone that we're in now, there's definitely more focus on like you know fucking everyone else. I don't know if we're allowed to swear. No, don't yeah, worry, I'll bleep um, it, it's fine. I've exactly, got a bleep censorship, kind of, it's fine. That kind of attitude. But obviously uh, there are still ty other types of music and loads of them that don't have those ideals. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I just think the sort of the contemporary opinion that the music industry is something to, to be avoided started in the grunge era. Um, and I think that opinion has, has been sort of amplified through recent music genres but grunge doesn't get any of the credit for it 
So if your argument's about whether or not grunge should get the credit, then I should, I'd say that that's just the fault of the people who have made these subgenres that just aren't paying attention to grunge and giving, giving credit when credit is due. But I think that your argument should take the form of, I, th I think, not that grunge will never die, I think grunge is going to make a very clear redefining reappearance in the form of something else, which will then have a legacy, but will also eventually die. Because I think pop music will die eventually. I think we're going to realize, or I think that the, homogene the homogeneity of music in general is going to reach critical mass, and then we're all going to go, eh, you know, we'll listen to industrial <laughs> noise or something, or silence like John Philip Glass wanted us to. But the point is, is that I think that your argument is, it's got a lot of merit, because I think that you're Wait, right. Wait, did you say There's silence like, coming. did you say silence like Philip Glass? Yeah. You mean John Cage? Oh crap, is it John, yeah, it is John yeah. Cage. <laughs> It's, 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 also, it's, it's also not called Silence, it's called 4 Minutes and 33. No, 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 I said like the music that just did Silence. Oh, the music that just did Silence. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah, I do get the argument, but at the same time, in your, in your sort of like argument, you referenced artists that indeed have also broken into popular culture, when also your argument was basically like, like grunge doesn't break into popular culture. Like, like yeah, but the weird, the weird thing with grunge, right, is it also it also played on that sort of contradictory paradigm where it rejected mainstream culture, but it became mainstream culture. Um, so the whole Kurt Cobain thing of him playing at MTV, where his whole sort of personal opinion was rejecting mainstream music culture. Yeah, he had become the pinnacle of mainstream music culture. I think that's such like an interesting paradox which exists throughout contemporary music that started in the grunge era. So it's just, it's more of a matter of like, it's not become its genre itself, but it's sort of gone through a tr like transformational osmo osmosis into what mainstream is at the moment. Yeah. And I'd say that's still a form of life. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that ends it there. Right. So going from left to right, Lizzie, what would you give it? Oh. That's a, that's a confident score right off the bat. Yeah. No, I just think, yeah, I agree. The only thing is maybe would it come back in another form but i guess that's kind of what you covered anyway yeah bigger thank you mm. ishan what do you think uh you're not allowed to give half numbers are you to, i uh, mean you can you can give a half number sure i want to get 3.5 right okay and your reasoning <laughs> uh yeah i pretty much agree with the thing that i think you're trying to say but then i also disagree with the the maybe the form of the uh of the actual statement itself and then Obviously, there's other kinds of music that grunge maybe might not filter into, but 
in the particular case of maybe standard indie rock music right now or just kind of music in general it fits pretty well taylor what do you think I'm actually so like I'm pretty swayed by this because I didn't I think I think the wording of the argument may have kind of like lost its salt with some people but I think mm -hmm. that in essence you're right like I I have always sort of thought ever since especially like everything that's been going on in terms of like racial relations around the world that there is sort of like a revolution brewing in some form mm -hmm. we are getting mm -hmm. a little bit afraid of the tech monopolies and we are sort of looking at things slightly differently but that being said, isn't that the essence of what the genre tried to capture? Like the, the rejection of the mainstream direction of the norm. So in that case, I'm gonna have to give it a five. Whoa, top marks, top marks. So um, while I was going to give it a four, I realized that we could give half numbers. So I'm going to give it a 3.5 and measure it out to a whole number. Um, just, just due to the fact that sort of while I'm swayed more than a neutral point of view, uh, there's, still the, there's still the argument in my mind that sort of like, oh, it's just become what it wanted not to be. And it's gone through like a, like a Darth Vader sort of transformation. Like, like it became the very thing that it chose to destroy. Um, so... So four plus five plus seven, if you include both three points fives, that is a strong 16. That's a strong 16. Right, right, Taylor, you have got to match or beat James's score of 16 with your very strong opinion. So please tell us A, what you're drinking and B, what your opinion is. The game is that music should never, or music is getting better instead of getting worse. And the drink to accompany it is a very stiff G&T in a very <laughs> weird cup that I found in my house of yesteryear. But anyway, uh, I will polish it off now for the good people of this podcast. We will just remind uh, audience members that um, Taylor's opinion beforehand was, um, uh, what was your opinion beforehand before you decided to change it at the ninth hour? No, that does not matter now. <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it? Michael Bublé is cancelled specifically at Christmas time. How dare you, you heathen! <laughs> like to extend the podcast for more than over an hour. I will be happy to enlighten you on both accounts. I wouldn't because I'm scared. Right, music is actually getting better over time. You have a minute, starting from now. So I'd like to open this up by saying that music generally is a subjective sort. Sort of enterprise but the, i would consider that the pursuit of music in all of its forms and i think that as a dome in society we would agree is that we are trying to find the most unifying sound and we have to find a sound that is topping that of all of the sounds prior to it or factoring in all of the sounds prior like also prior to it to make it the most possible unification of all but the thing is is that if everyone's saying like pop music has become very homogenized, like every every eight years, uh, all music sort of raises itself by one decibel in sound. So it's actually getting louder. And Scientific American says that that's actually kind of a bad thing because it's becoming to the point where music as a whole is becoming more homogenized in that it, everything sounds the same. We're using the same four chords. We're using the same sounds generally, but thank you, James, for making your argument that music, that we're kind of rejecting the music industry, which we are, because you're right. More people in the last five years. Time. What? No, I was so into that. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna include the rest of that argument in the five minutes start from now. Go. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, because in the last five years, it's been actually statistically proven through Yale sort of like reviews and stuff like that in terms of like music and, and theses that people have actually been more interested in traveling outside their their genres they listen to at home as children or genres they learned like at university so like 
now basically the time we're living in right now like we're more likely to like listen to new things which is pretty true but the problem that i'm finding is that people are always saying music's getting worse music's getting worse because like you know we're, everyone's listening to the same things and all the chords are the same chords and everyone's basically playing out themselves over and over again but there are so many genres that have been invented in the last 10 years more than the last 30 years I think Ashan can actually agree with me on this because there are actually so many different subgenres that have existed and have been beginning to fork itself down and down and down that it's actually impossible for us to say that pop music is completely dominating everything. I don't know anyone that exclusively listens to pop music. Pop music is only considered popular because actually it's whatever the billboard charts deem to be relevant. And I actually found out that Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift's father owns Swift Trucking in the United States. So before she became popular, what her father did was basically buy the first million albums of her first ever album, Fearless. So she wasn't rated by the, by the people. She was rated by her father's endless wealth. So how is that What the fair? fuck? Is, is, that, is, that, is that genuinely serious? Genuinely true. What the fuck? Why do bought her first million albums? Yeah. What the fuck? She 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 made herself go gold. This is bullshit. <laughs> it happens way more often than you think. So the truth is, are we actually listening to popular music, or are we being told that this is popular? Well, uh, no, I know. I completely agree because I think I think with the internet, I know nobody who I have no, like I know nobody who actually really knows what's in the top forty. I have no idea. Like no one, and I actually think the internet's been this like amazing equalizer in that I agree, I don't think popular music in the sense that it's popular rather than just like pop. I don't think that really exists anymore. Yeah. It only, you only listen to it when you're like five on Capital FM. I think now you know, like YouTube has just become this amazing resource. I don't think anyone actually sees so, pop music. My, my kind of like my final statement is like music is only getting it can only get better there is no concept of it getting worse because it's never going to end do you think the, the the main counter counter argument is that music can't get better or worse music's just music and i mean it is and it isn't right this is a wonderful nihilistic and almost empathetic kind of way of looking at it which is like the music if there is a pursuit of music does it even exist i mean music is basically noise that we called cool is is this even a podcast <laughs> no <laughs> the, the same oh, answer oh, it, it, is floating. It's <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right so um we have officially ended that segment lizzie what would you give it out of five solid five very impressive a, a solid five right james what would you give it uh, I'll give it a four. A four. Still, I'm still tempted by the whole music can't get better or worse type position. Very fair. Isha, Isha what, what would you, you give, give it? Four. four. Similar reasoning. So, if I give it a four, Taylor wins. If I give it a three, she's drawn with James. Um, my opinion is genuinely that it deserves a five. <laughs> I was like, it had very good arguments. I was very happy with it. So that brings your total to an impressive 18 out of 20, <laughs> which, which means that Taylor with her, with her very optimistic and inspirational Doman-esque approach has won the competition. Whereas the music graduate with the most time on his hands has actually lost <laughs> and was given the I'm only, only COVID right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, 
we'll we'll also note to the audience that Taylor's been locked up for the last few days with all of her house testing positive for coronavirus. So she's come up with this opinion while suffering from a very contemporary disease. And I was the only one to get a one out of five. Fuck you all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, on on that note, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Um, um, Merry Christmas, been... happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Ma- happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you have a great new year. Bye. Yes, bye. Bye. bye.